0: is the Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. I'm Larry Flick and you're listening to the Jolt on Sirius XM OutQ. Jenna Elfman has entered the room looking absolutely smashing, even if it is a dress. <laughs> well, I mean you a woman like you, said the gay man should be wearing a dress. You've got legs for hours. Oh, thank you. And the gay man will tell you, because we don't want any of it. We just want to look at it.
1: Yeah, no, and I like that.
0: Because <laughs> the gay man I will like be like...
1: talking about it, hearing about it. About, you know, i got my husband enough trying to get all up in it. I don't need anybody <laughs> else trying to get up in it.
0: <laughs> it's really good to see you. You too. Thank you. It's good to see you. Jenna Elfman has a, a number of really interesting things going on, including... The uh, the brand new Big Stone Gap. Um, I, That's a movie, by the way. Yes, it is a movie. It's not my
1: underlayers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, who you snorted? <laughs> I love a, a good very, snort.
1: It's a very small town in Virginia <laughs> called Big Stone Gap. And, um, and it's a movie called Big Stone Gap. And it takes place in Big Stone Gap. And there's a book called Big Stone Gap. You know, it so. just
0: makes it all I keep thinking is Mind the Gap. <laughs> mind the Gap. Yep. So, so, uh, so what would you, how would you, uh, if someone said to you, all right, why do I need to see this?
1: Okay, Because so I've
0: seen it, and I love it, but I'm always curious to hear why you think I should see it, other than you worked really hard on it.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a If anyone knows Adriana Trigiani, the, the author of the book, the writer of the screenplay, the director of the movie, people who have read her novels are immediate fans. She has an amazing way with character, and writing characters that you just love. And you can relate to all of them. You know, the second I read the script, I was like, oh my God, I, I know who this girl is. Like, she's just a great writer of character. Mm. And so um, the movie is set in 1978. It's a small town, quirky character love story set in the late 70s. And it's just, it's about love and friendship and it's absurd and funny and charming and romantic. So I just think, you know, It's just charming and fun. It's It's like, it's it's a no, it's not like some big, you know, political statement. It's a charming little funny, quirky character movie. It's
0: a wonderful world that if you were um, alive and alert during that period, you get to go back because it feels wonderfully authentic. God, I hate that word, but it it works here. Um, But also, um, the characters are so so beautifully drawn, and they're so compatible yet different. Usually when when someone's trying to create a, a community of characters, I find that they sort of blend after a while. And these characters say, stay very nicely delineated. And it's, I just like living in this space. While I was watching the movie, I kept thinking, God, I wish I lived there. Wow, that's great. I really like these people. I like these people, I think, they're, I think they're kind of weird, I think it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to be there. And I was really sad when the movie ended. Wow, that's cool. Usually, see, that's a sign
1: of a good writer to me. Yeah. You wanna go be in the life of these
0: people. But it draws you in that way. It's all the, See, to me, it's a beautiful collaboration because the wrong actors would have made the characters really annoying.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Because they are so specific. Um, I'm curious to know, um, how much t- i mean this is the kind of movie that i imagine now has to be made very quickly mm-hmm. because we're not living in the age of lots of money being thrown at character driven pieces mm-hmm. um but that and so that means that the the company of people from the tech people to the actors to everybody else in the middle um you have to either gel quickly or it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, when the stakes are high and the necessity level is up, you rise to the occasion. Mm. And it was like that. I had two days' notice of doing this film. Really? Yeah, and I had to do a full Virginia accent. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Ashley Judd, Patrick Wilson, Anthony LaPaglia, Jane Krakowski, me, you know, everyone just arrived and was a team. And, you know, each one... Each actor in their own right has such a unique gift, and and there's a reason why that they are successful. Each and she cast it so beautifully that way. Like so, like you said, you have these distinct characters, and I just think the casting was perfect for it each really, person. It so, really was. Yeah, it felt very organic then for each of these people to be playing that character, and. Um, And we all, I mean, the hair and makeup people were arriving at midnight the night before the 6 a.m. call time the next morning. And it's a period piece. Wow. You know, so I was like on the plane, like researching all the 1978 hairstyles and, you know, quickly collaging hair and makeup ideas for what I think would be appropriate for my character within that time frame in that small town. You know what was, for me, something that was really interesting doing this movie was... I was seven, I was born in 71 so I was 7 in 1978. But with the digital age and everyone's so connected now via the internet and social media, it's such culturally we have such a different relationship to each other. We're, you know, we all know so much more about each other now. But in 1978 in a small town of 5,000 people, which is the current population, it was probably smaller in 1978. I realized how the the existence of the the living quality and the reality and the mindset of living in that small town that is all you know. You have the news, but you don't have the connectivity that we have now. So it was actually really fun to kind of go back in time and be simple. You know, and just sort of relate to the people that are in your life. And I was finding that Especially with the way Adri wrote it, there was so much more meaning in all of the experiences that the characters were having between each other, which is so diluted in our current day. It's like instead of quality, it's quantity now. Yeah. You know, and I think we all have to consciously sort of, if you want to, sort of, you have to put a little bit more attention on the quality of your relationships in your life because our attention is so diluted and spread out over so many things that we have to kind of work a little harder to have meaningful relationships in our life.
0: I I would imagine that if I got to visit that world uh, for whatever length of time you spent there, leaving would be hard because of everything you've just said. Uh, What was it like to leave this woman you're playing and, I have Lou Wade. And and all these really great people. Because the thing about Big Stone Gap, and this is what I love, uh, is it reminds me, my, I, I was born and raised here in New York City in the Bronx. But so many of the the ideas, I, and I was, I was uh, I don't know, I was like 13 in uh, 1978 or something like that. Um, a lot of the same things went on. Everybody knew everybody's business. Yep. Everybody. And... You know, people felt like felt like they could say whatever they wanted, but you needed a different kind of courage in 1978 than you need now.
1: Right. Well, because you, it's to your face. It's to your face. It's to your face back then. Now it's just on some text or social media comment that you know, with whatever meme you're. I mean, exactly. there's no responsibility on communication anymore.
0: So was it if hard- you sent a
1: letter, it had a return address, and you were culpable for whatever you were doing
0: and saying. Even if you didn't put a return address, it had a. St- stamp on it Yeah, that said what town it came from and if you really wanted to be that person, and I would be, you could trace it. Right. So was it hard to leave all that behind? You know, it was was
1: so stunningly refreshing arriving because I'm born and raised in Los Angeles and I live in Hollywood and I work in Hollywood and it is, can you use foul language on this one? It is a whole lot of bullshit. You know, you have all these amazing artists. But surrounding all the artists, there's a whole bunch of negotiator and handlers and You know, there's a lot. There's deep layers of bullshit and manipulation that go on, and it's and it's its own little universe. It's not normal life, and so to live and breathe and exist day in and day out in that environment, you have to have a really strong personal constitution to like maintain your sanity and your integrity and all of that. You have to just work extra hard. And when I went to Big Stone Gap, um, Oh my god, it was such a relief. It was like generous, enthusiastic, friendly, do anything to help out people. Oh, and I was like, my Oh my heart, god, Jenna. this still exists. Oh you're good. People are still heart. good and decent and generous and kind and thoughtful. They're like on Facebook offering home cooked meals because honestly, there was there's a Chinese restaurant and a Mexican food restaurant in that town and everything else is fast food. And they were like offering home cooked meals. You wanna come over for dinner so you can have a nice meal? They were opening up their salon and coffee house and the next hauler over because that's what you call the cold mining towns, like these haulers. And uh and just come in early so you can have a good cup of coffee and just have some quiet. See, and it was like, Oh my god, I oh love humanity. God. That's you,
0: right, humanity is good. You are laying out it's so funny that we're having this conversation because mm. yesterday I was talking with uh, with someone about chapters in life. And and I've been very lucky in what I get to do for my work and, and I've never been happier or more fulfilled than I am right now. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. I'm already planning what I'm gonna do after this chapter ends, and I don't know when it's gonna end, hopefully not for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the world you're outlining. Yeah. I've already said, I wanna go do small town radio. All I wanna do I'm a native New Yorker. I've lived the noise. We get to live the noise. I don't know what, even what it's like to be raised and live in Hollywood. I've been there a bunch of times. I hate it. Mm -hmm. And so all I want to do is find, you know, Big Stone Gap, Stars Hollow, like in Gilmore Girls, these little towns where everybody's all up in your stuff and all you're talking about is the new crop. Yep. It sounds like heaven.
1: I know. It really was. And I was like, and it's beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. The Mm. Appalachian Mountain. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And, you know, they have their own problems and their own economic distress and their own drug problems. And it's, of course, wherever you have humanity, you're going to have problems, such as the game of life. But it was like, you just have a, a... more people on the same page and kind of agreeing about the same things and you know maybe it was just my experience coming in as an outsider and perhaps living there might be a different experience i don't know i can't speak from that point of view but for me it was like generous kind thoughtful helpful like offering genuine help which i just find i'll be in LA like i was at LAX then this woman had a kid and the her suitcase Uh, fell off, You know, she had the pushing the uh, cart with her suitcase on, then, you know, she just had like a full, like all the suitcases came falling off because they were imbalanced. All these people standing around, oh, they turn and they look to see what the commotion was, and they're all fucking standing there looking.
0: And they're annoyed. You're in my way. I'm like,
1: help the fucking woman. Jesus (laughs) Christ. So like me and my husband are like, oh my God, help. Yeah. And help her, assist her. People, people naturally like when I was being raised. People offer help. Like what happened to help? Help is now something that isn't even.
0: No, it's not even offered. When I was a kid, back in in the you know the, the era of this this movie we're talking about, Big Stone Gap with Jenna Elfman. If I didn't offer to help, my mother would give me oh yeah a crack.
1: Absolutely.
0: You were like, what's wrong with you? Absolutely. I am raising you to be right.
1: Yeah, be a gentleman. Be like compassionate and to just... yeah. Let me hit you. Be compassionate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it was the Bronx.
1: No, yeah, I know, but 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 it really was. That's what I found really refreshing was this sort of old-fashioned small-town values, and I just don't know why values have become uncool when you see someone who's friendly and generous with their with their joy. And kind and offering to be assistance, hold the door. Oh, let me grab that for you. That are just jet like there's, they don't have any scarcity of personality. Mm. They have abundance of personality. So there's to me, I don't know where somehow being uncaring, only one, it's got nothing to do with me. I don't know where that happens. I don't know if it's just drugs and TV mixed together where you just become like the whole world is kind of a blur.
0: I think it's social oh, media. Yeah. Because the the more we look down, the less compelled we feel to look up because right. when we look up, we actually see life. Then
1: you have to do something about and what then you see. And you have see. to do
0: something about it, so you just keep looking down. Yeah. So this is a very interesting thing that we're talking about because we're we're ideally talking about the movie Big Stone Gap. But I feel like a lot of what we're saying here is or in my mind I connected to what I've observed in your work and in your career. You are not the the girl who just grabs a movie or a TV show. At least that's not how I view you. Um, you play interesting women, but they all have a certain kind of integrity or soul. Thanks. Um, I notice it. Mm-hmm. I notice it very clearly, wow. and it's not just, obviously we all remember Dharma and Greg, although that seems like another lifetime ago. I know, it does. but. I've seen the movies you've made. I've seen your other TV ventures. There's a certain connectivity that is um, antithetical to a girl who was raised in L.A. Mm -hmm. So how have you held on to that girl? Because it seems like it's you.
1: Yeah. Thanks. You know, I think born and raised in L.A. might be different than moving to L.A. for those goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I was raised in a cul-de-sac and a tract house in the valley, you know, by... Parents that are still married. They're eighty, and they've been together almost sixty years. And uh, my dad's from Pennsylvania. He's a family of eleven. His mom worked in the steel, you know, steel. What do you call it? Factory. Mm -hmm. Um, Eleven kids. You know, mom's from a little town in North Carolina. Raised kind of in L.A. Most of her life after that. And they're my anyone who meets my parents are they love them they are the warmest, generous. You don't you could just start up a conversation with my dad. He'll just sit and talk to you sitting out anywhere in the lobby, a bus bench. How are you? Oh yeah, yeah, and you could just he'll start talking to anybody and they'll be in a conversation next thing you know, god, I love your dad. He's cool. Wow, what a nice guy. Like they're genuine people. And I just think my mom really raised me and my dad. My mom definitely though drove home like you don't get it. big-headedness. Like, I'll make you go out and clean up the dog shit if you ever get a big head about you. So, but with love and toughness, of you know? Course. But But she raised me to be like, pay attention to what's going on around you. And I mean, I was always naturally caring, and I always cared, was empathetic towards my fellows. You know, I, I like people. And my I think I just had an example set for me by my parents of talking to people and being friendly and always they always were offering to help out when people needed help with something or help with the move help re- watch the kids help that was just kind of the environment i was raised in was just one of kind of friendly service for lack of a better phrase so i i guess i was raised that way and i just i know that that ke- makes me feel oh, keeps me grounded and i like that feeling
0: so how do you handle or how have you handled the inevitable moments of disillusionment.
1: Um I think, you know, there's always something to humble you out at every turn. So I try to just stay focused on my goals. And I just never stop helping people. To me. That that's I always am, you know, you look around if you really look as you're walking down the street, if you really look around you at the people around you, you'll see... I mean, this is for me. I I see pain and suffering. And I don't know how you can be terribly disillusioned if you're really looking at the world around you Hmm. and care about it. So,
0: Do you feel like you're walking a tightrope then? Because as uh, a human being, mm -hmm. what you're saying makes perfect sense. Um, But in order to be a successful actor beyond small stages doing tiny plays, you have to have a certain self-possession, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain degree of, of uh, ambition, mm-hmm. and the two... Yeah, they seem for, counterintuitive to well, each th- but they, Well, they seem like they would clash for most people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they clash for everybody, but I do think that it's a tightrope, yeah. from my point of view.
1: It's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act of servicing the game mm-hmm. that you're playing, not, I mean, like, game playing, like, in a bad way. But, you know, if you're a waitress, you're in the game of waiting tables and right. food. You know, it's whatever the rules of the game you're in. Right. In a good way, like, life is a game. Um, so I think it's just sort of knowing what what is it you want? What is your own goal? Like, what is what do I want to get out of this experience? And what are my goals? And so then what are kind of the rules of that game that make out a successful game and a viable game? And then, okay, and then what do I really care about? And what really makes me happy? Okay, so I'll play within the realm of the game that services it within the realm of what's true for me, you know? And I think you just know what the rules are, and then you can kind of suit them to your own integrity. And and there's, yeah, I think I just kind of am constant. You have to constantly pay attention and navigate. But I've got two children I'm raising. I've got I've been with my husband for 25 years, you know? And that's not something that occurs on its own. that's you have to put that there every day. You know, yeah,
0: for sure, sure.
1: or not, and then just hate Mm. each other and break (laughs) up. So, you know, I think it's like life's a constant series of choices and navigations based on what your own personal goals and dreams are, and how to keep it balanced. You know,
0: I got to tell you, Jenna Elfman, that I was already a fan. We've talked before, Mm -hmm. but I feel like a. Tenfold bigger fan after Aww. this conversation, and I can't imagine anyone who's been listening uh, who wouldn't feel the same way. You're a really fascinating, remarkable woman. Wow, thank and you. You very honestly much. are. I you honestly that. are. Look, I, we need. What's the name of your podcast? We I have to actually <gasps> oh, let you yeah. go, but, but but we have to squeeze it in.
1: Oh yeah, okay. My husband and I have been together 25 years. He's an actor. We do a podcast called Kicking and Screaming. It's on iTunes. Um, we. People go, How have you been together so long? And we're like, I don't know, kicking and screaming. Like every third day, I want to divorce him, you know? But he's my best friend. And we talk, uh, our podcast is just us telling stories from our marriage and our issues, but it's not like a, uh, it's entertainment. I mean, it's really and we don't, fun. we don't withhold anything. We talk about everything.
0: It's really fun. I just, I just sort of, uh, in full honest disclosure, crash course on it Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday because I knew you were coming in and I was like, what's happening in Jenna Elfman's life that (laughs) not everybody else may ask her? The podcast. And then you brought it up before we started talking on the mic. Uh, It's really fun. Thank you. It's really fun. So subscribe to that. It's called Kicking and Screaming. Go see the movie Big Stone Gap. It's so charming. You will want to live in the movie. Wow, that's awesome! You'll want to live. I'm in so the glad movie. you enjoyed it. Thanks really for watching it. it. Please come back and see us again. I will. Thank you. Stick around. There's more to come on the Jolt.